Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to everybody listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We've been friends for over a decade. And each week we call one another, we talk for 30 minutes, and then we hit record and catch up with each other. Right, Joe? Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every single week without fail. Yeah, I do need to tell you, any minute now I have somebody dropping something off, so I have to run downstairs. Oh, what are they dropping off? We've talked about this. You and I, we were supposed to start recording 50 minutes ago, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then Joey Boohecker texts us. Did you get that? No. What are you saying? Um, you know. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm so excited. <laughs> I thought the opening was very funny until it hit a point where Joe decided just to push a little further, and it got offensive. <laughs> Wait. I want to know what that part was. So last week on our episode, uh, we started with Joe doing an impersonation of Joey Boohecker, and I guess you crossed a line and it got offensive. He's offended. So you're going to have to repair that relationship. Maybe when uh, my delivery comes, oh, wait, yeah, I'll run downstairs. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. When, you know, when my delivery comes, I can uh, run downstairs and take care of it, and you could repair this friendship. You know, I thought the opening was very funny. Until it hit a point, and Joe decided just to push a little further, and it got offensive. Oh, comma, what was offensive? Wait, were you offensive? Well, I felt it was offensive. To me, if you're offended by it, you're offended by it right outside of the gate. Like, what, how, where, what point? That's, what, that's my question is, what crossed the line? He's very sensitive, though, because you were talking about the podcast awards, and he's kind of sensitive. Like, he doesn't want people to say it's pay for play but didn't we say that at the beginning i don't remember i don't listen to this show i thought he's busy interviewing thorgy thor did you see that on facebook uh yeah so anyway joey i have somebody coming so i might have to step away in like 10 minutes but poor thorgy thor (laughs) that's her life now being interviewed by oh wait now he says and then it just got funny again Oh, so you know what? It probably was the part where we... I know what it was, yeah. Oh, well. Hi, anyway. Joe Patance. Hello, Mike Lawson. How are you? What's going on with you? What have we missed? Oh, my God. So, wait, do I go first? I feel I went first last time. Okay. Um, hey, Joe. Uh, um, well, I wanted to tell you there's this restaurant up here that I've been to a couple of times. Well, I went to once when I first moved here with a friend of the show, Philip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't listen. Real friend of the show, yeah. <laughs> Big fan. He's friend of the show if we can borrow him money. If we can yeah. lend him some money, he's totally friend of the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Philip and I went, when I first moved here, he was like, there's this Chinese restaurant, and it's like my family's favorite, whatever, right? And it mm-hmm. was like basic Chinese. I remember it being, I wasn't blown away by it, but it was just like, Whatever, right? Mm-hmm. It's called King Dong, which is funny in its own for its own yeah. set of reasons. Yeah. So we went. That was fine. So we, uh, Steve and I, pass it frequently because it's kind of 
near downtown Berkeley, which is not too far from my house. So we're walking past and um, Steve's like, you know, I really want to eat there sometime. And this this past weekend, we uh, were looking for somewhere to eat. And so mm -hmm. I suggested like, hey, you keep saying King Dong. Do you want to go give it a try? So we walk in. And Philip's working there. No, it was uh, it was just the saddest. This was Sunday. It was just a really sad crowd. Mm -hmm. Like it was like a elderly white guy that was sitting alone but talking to himself, and then a college student that got like the lunch special. Isn't that Big Fatty show? What? <laughs> and um, he had this like uh, to cat dog toy that he kept squeaking, and nobody really understood why. But yeah. eventually, everyone just went with it. Yeah, and um, it just was a weird, just a weird crowd of people. Um, so we sit down, and they seat us, Joe. Uh, the whole one wall, uh, the w wall's the wrong term. I'm really struggling to describe this place, but the center of the restaurant, let's put it that way, yeah, has tables. But down the center of the table, to kind of divide them into two, so they each could sit four. They have this really long, built-in fish tank. Like, it's built into the wall. Sure. And it, the water was really murky, but you if you strained your eyes, you could actually see the table on the other side of the fish tank. But it was hard to see it, right? So it's kind mm -hmm. of like a privacy divider. But then the water is disgusting, like, moldy. And then the there's fish in it, but the fish are like staring at you and they're obviously unhappy in this fish yeah. tank and so we order our food and steve was really unhappy with the food oh he was yeah but wouldn't and, you have noticed from walking in like i don't want to eat here yeah he had um something on his he wanted to eat like uh, some sort of rice soup that like sizzle, sizzling rice soup or something yeah. which they they had on the menu so he he went for it um, there was some sort of shrimp, sweet shrimp thing that we got mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and chow mein. Ugh, it just was like, it was a half step worse than like a Panda Express. Just like gross. Yeah. Uh, but we did eventually, and tell me what you would do if this is rude or not. We asked, after we ordered, we asked if we could keep one of the menus and then we like opened the menu and leaned it against the fish tank so that the stupid fish wouldn't watch us eat it was like just moldy and gross who's who's thinking it's a good idea to put a molded fish tank next to a place where people eat the guy that adam vott lives with does he a, live with a moldy fish tank well it's empty uh same thing it's right yeah. there where people eat bryce's um old roommate he's since moved mm -hmm. but he had a roommate that was real shady that would do shit like um when Bryce moved out, he eventually found out that the roommate was, like, charging everyone extra rent so that it would cover his portion of rent. Oh, my God. And he also had just, like, massive amounts of fish tanks, mm -hmm. like many fish tanks. And he would set up some sort of, like, system with PVC pipe where he would drain them and refill them. But he okay. would have pipes just, like, all over the house. So if you came home unexpectedly, mm -hmm. there would... There could potentially be like just disgusting fish pipes all over the room. But you know what? Animals really gross me out in the house, and I can get past a dog, maybe a cat, 
and we've had this conversation on here before, but everything else kind of just makes my stomach flip. And I know that it's with me. I know it as I'm not passing judgment on people that have pets. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that this is a thing with me. Is animals in a house just gross me out? Oh well, I, I would never own an animal, but not for that reason. I just, I know we're gonna. God, uh, we're not. We're making judgments on ourselves. But yeah, I just not, don't, that's, I don't, I I don't want to be responsible time. for an animal. Sure. I kid you. My animal um, gets diabetes. Yeah. <laughs> and dates 16-year-olds. I don't need it. <laughs> Mike, let us please clear this up because then people might think this. I do not date a 16-year-old. Okay. He's 17. <laughs> um, yeah, so go on. Uh, so that's it. So we went to King Dong. Um and that's pretty much the gist of this story. And so Steve will not be going back. No, I've even asked, I've even asked him if he would go back, and he didn't even like eat the leftovers or anything. He was disgusted by it. Did he leave a a, a, a Yelp review? Um, oh, I have. I'll be right back. I'm not going to stop recording, right? I'm going to keep recording. I'm going to do it with my own little show here. Okay. Goodbye. This Mike Lawson, let me tell you, he kept me waiting. I'm gonna, I'm being honest. If this would have been me, he would have had the biggest shit fit. We're supposed to record at 6 p.m. here on Pacific Coast time, and uh, we didn't even start recording until like 6:45 because he was like, I'm, "The package said it's gonna be here any minute, any minute." If I would have done that, Mike would have had the biggest. I'm telling you, I'm not even lying. The biggest fit. I want, I'm going I'm to keep bugging him to hear what this package was. I wonder if he'll tell us. Because I think he was, I feel like he was kind of avoiding it before. But I want to know, because he was like, I, I have to be here to get this package. And I kind of want to hear what the package is. Unless he, t- did he tell us? I, cause I'm not, sometimes he's talking and I don't listen. So maybe he actually told us what the package is. But I feel no, he didn't. Because I, I have no memory of what this package is. It's probably like, it's probably food. He's going to cut to Mike Lawson to now just eating while we do the show, which he probably does and keeps the microphone on mute. I wouldn't be surprised. Cause you know what? It is kind of dinner time. I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Lawson was eating something for dinner time. I wonder what Mike Lawson eats for dinner. Because as we all know, he doesn't eat meat. Okay. So, like, what does he eat for dinner? Does he eat um, – and that must be hard as a diabetic to not – eat meat because I think I feel you want to have a balance of protein because I feel like a lot of vegetarians overdo it on bread they overdo it on pasta they, that's what they do uh, to because it's easy I, I, I've actually cooked vegan food for a long time you know and so uh, not for a long time for many times for extended periods of time I've made vegan food and when you're cooking vegan food I'm gonna tell you something it can be delicious but it takes so long to do vegan food well. So I feel like when you're doing vegetarian, you kind of need to cheat a little bit. So I wonder how he does that. I think he's coming back. I think I hear him sitting down at the desk. Um, hello? Hello, Mike Lawson. How are you? Good. Are you editing that out? or? No, I did a whole little show. Oh, good. So what Thanks. did you get? What was the package? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Oh, okay. All right. You know that. I said that I didn't know what it was. Oh. 
But the other question we had while we were doing the show was, as a vegetarian, how do you balance that with your diabetes? Because I feel like a lot of vegetarians will have a lot of pasta and breads and, and whatnot to uh, compensate. No, I think that it would be much harder if I went from – if I went vegan because um, mm-hmm. like cheese is – you know, fatty and filling, but it also has like some protein and that would be hard to find a replacement. Not impossible, but hard to find a replacement. Um, but I haven't had any trouble with being vegetarian. Mm -hmm. So, all right, cool. What's up with you, Joe? Mike Lawson. So, um, right before I went to Joshua tree, I needed some new sunglasses and, uh, the sport chalet was going out of business. They'll take so, you to the limit. They sure did. And uh, I went and bought, got a, a good deal on some sunglasses. And they were just off-the-rack sunglasses. They weren't any famous sunglasses. It was off-the-rack. And they were – I wanted them to be polarized because I love myself a polarized lens, Mike Lawson. But because I have a big, giant, fat head, it's really hard to find sunglasses that fit well. Yeah. Right? I have the same problem um, with all glasses, you know. Not just mm-hmm. sunglasses, but my face is wider. Yeah, than yeah, yeah. That's average. my thing. My face is wider than average. Yeah. So, um, it, yeah. So the the bridge is where I run into problems. So, I, like, why don't they make more glasses for people? You know what? There is a, a company that actually makes sunglasses for people with big heads, right? Yeah. But it's called Fat Heads, and they have it written on the side of the sunglasses. So I'm not going to go fucking wear <laughs> Fat Head sunglasses all over the place. It's a horrible <laughs> thing to call it. Anyway. Yeah. So I finally find a pair of sunglasses that fit, right? And they're just off the rack, and they're polarized, and they're thirty bucks, and that's not even that's before the going out of business discount. Okay, cool. So I'm very happy with my purchase, and I wear these sunglasses everywhere. My morning, biggest, noon, and night. Morning, noon. I'm sleeping with these sunglasses. I love these sunglasses, right? Yeah. And I'm so careful that I don't lose them because I'm always losing sunglasses. And um, a couple of weeks ago, I went to dinner with my parents. At this Mexican restaurant, I wear the sunglasses in, leave without the sunglasses. No. Forgot them there. And, but I notice it. As soon as I get home, I immediately realize it. And they call the Mexican restaurant, and they're like, nope, no one turned in any sunglasses. I'm like, fuck, someone got these rad sunglasses. And I didn't I didn't write down the – because I told you it was like an off-brand. I didn't write down the name of the brand. I didn't write down any – I knew nothing. I was like, well, I, I don't know. I'll never have these sunglasses ever again. It's so sad. And I was just going around squinting all the time, you know, in the sun. <laughs> uh-huh. But last week, went to the same Mexican restaurant with my parents. Yeah. Okay. The bus boy's wearing your glasses. I know, right? <laughs> and the waitress, you know, she gives a check. And I go, hey, listen, this is – this is." I, I realize a stretch here. But you didn't happen to find any sunglasses, did you? And she goes, well, let me go look. She goes, she comes back. Is it one of these two? Mike. There were the sunglasses. And I was like, oh, yes. Oh, my God. And I was so happy. I'm like, I got the sunglasses back. Yay. Good. Right? Uh-huh. So I decide I'm going to take a picture of the model, the name, the brand, everything, so that if I ever lose them again, I can buy them again. Yeah. Right? And, I, and so I go, I wonder how much they are on Amazon. So I write down the – I get the brand name and the model number, and I put it in Amazon. Mike Lawson? How much? They're women's sunglasses? (laughs) 
It says, "Can you send me a picture of them?" <laughs> yeah, here, let me get the sunglasses. Oh wait, are they in here? They might be. They might be in the car. Actually, let me look. Hold on, hold on. I'm even trying to think like what makes. A I don't think they look very. Sunglasses. I don't think they look very female to me. Oh yeah, they're there. Hold on, hold on. Oh, there's nothing feminine about them. I know, but if I want to buy them, I got to buy these women's sunglasses. I mean. I will say you can't really tell in the picture, but the whatever you call the thing that's attached to the glasses part is a lot thinner than what you would see in a men's sunglasses. Oh, okay. I can't tell by looking at it that it's supposed to be. A yeah, no one's pair, commented. But really, like, what's the big deal if you wore a women's pair of glasses either? Nothing. Right. You're fine. I'm that's fine. That's funny though. What's going on with you, Mike Lawson? Um, real quick though, that's the kind of thing if you had Evernote. You could have that in your Evernote, and then wherever you are, mm-hmm. if you decide you need to buy new glasses, you know you have I access I find Evernote to it. super awkward. I never think of using it. I it's it so notes. useful for me. It's so useful for me. Um, and it saved – what it saved me at it um, – What where it has come in handy is when I need something, but I'm not at the place where I usually get it. So like, oh, I need that password that's saved somewhere, but now I'm on my mobile device. Now I could pull up, you know, something like that or whatever. Um, hey, Joe. So I wanted to – what was else – what other story did I want to tell you? Oh, you know what uh, Steve and I did this weekend besides go to King Dong in Berkeley? No, tell me, Mike. Uh, we made a bunch of lunches. Oh, yeah. I saw that picture. Yeah. So I wanted to get your opinion because – we're like a couple days in, and to be honest, I'm already sick of the food that we made. Like, uh-huh. I think it was a really good idea, but I'm trying to figure out a better way to kind of like make two meals to stretch the week instead of one. So this past week, we got these like containers. We each have 10 of them, and we made we actually only made five lunches apiece to spread throughout the week. So we did that on Sunday so that we would have a lunch a day. And we made like broccoli and uh, roasted potatoes, and it was delicious. And I had some grilled tofu and green curry, and he had the same thing, but instead of tofu, he used chicken breast. Mm-hmm. So I think the challenge, though, is we're on. I mean, today is Tuesday. Um, and you're already sick of it? Yeah, but to be fair, so we made five of them, and I just re- realized that I won't be here on Friday because I'm going to be in Florida. And so oh. I, I had it for dinner, too. So I've, we're on Tuesday, and I've already had three of them. So well, that's, that's, that's part of the problem. Right. I remember when I was uh, living on my own last time, I had a better kitchen. I, I'm not a big fan of the kitchen right now. Um, and I had a better kitchen. I would do the same thing. I'd make like a lasagna. Let's say, mm-hmm. oh, the pre-diabetes days. And um, I would have that l- piece of lasagna every day for like a week, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I think even had it for lunch and I never got sick of it. But who gets sick of lasagna? Not Garfield, I'll tell you. No, he gets sick of Mondays, though. He Man, sure does. He hates Mondays. And that Odie. <laughs> so we're going to work on like figuring out better ways to kind of do something exciting. But what sucks is – for- we got so excited about doing this, and then I'm realizing for the next three weekends, I won't be here. I'll be out of town. So next week, I'm in Florida, and then the weekend after, I'll be in New Orleans. So we won't even be able to do this again for three more weekends. But When's your big uh, L.A. trip? Um, we don't have hard plans to go to L.A. Hmm. Yeah. 
It's too bad. I do think I'm going to drive down to Phoenix, though. And then drive back to L.A., through L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, ta- that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that'll probably be towards the end of June. Oh, that's perfect. Cause, you know, I'm in Hawaii from the 12th through the 19th. Ugh, I'm so I dreading this trip. That. Oh, yeah. your family, your family. Yeah, your family. oh my God. I might not come back. <laughs> or they won't. Yeah. Well, that'll, that'll, I'll win that way. <laughs> um, hey, do you got any other personal stories to tell me? I sure do, Mike Lawson. Every year I go to a Memorial Day event uh, with my cousin Richard. For those of you that are new to this podcast, I have a gay cousin named Richard. He's a week younger than I am and gay. And we go to this Memorial Day uh, celebration in East L.A. Well, this year Richard didn't go because he has a boyfriend. But I went because my boyfriend didn't want to spend Memorial Day with me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I know. So we, uh, I went to the, the Memorial Day event, and uh, it's always the same thing. It's local politicians, you know, going up there and, and talking about Memorial Day. But this year we had a little bit more – we've had the mayor of L.A. in the past. And then this year it was Kamala Harris was one of the oh, speakers. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's always the same thing. Every year, same program. Nothing ever changes. So I go this year. There's some aunts and uncles with me. And but we get there early to get a seat, so we're like second row. And there's this seventy year old woman shows up, and I know she's seventy because she announces to everybody that she's seventy. Don't I look great for seventy? Woo! Right? And she's wearing a uh, she's kind of heavy set a an a glittery American flag bikini top. No, with shorts and in a glittery American flag uh, baseball cap. You know, like a bejeweled, bedazzled. Uh, uh, American flag baseball cap, right? And she's clearly drunk. And she's clearly a drunk, right? Yeah. And she just sits there. And they start the ceremony. And what they do is they always start it with uh, the two local high schools, uh, the rival high schools, Garfield and Roosevelt. They send their JROTC uh, crew to do the presentation of the color, right? So they go, you know, here to do the presentation of the colors, you know, blah, 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 blah. They walk forward. She goes like, yeah, Roosevelt, woo, Roosevelt, right? Like screaming it like a mad person. This is like a somber memorial. We're honoring the dead, right? In her bikini. Oh, yeah, yeah. And everyone's just like, what is going on, right? And then every speaker that gets up, right? This, their first, it starts with a state assemblyman who's a terrible speaker. She's like, hey, good, good job, yeah, man. Okay, oh, then they have, oh, I forgot to, okay. <laughs> then they have a woman come out and sing the um, national, national anthem. anthem. That's when it starts, after the presentation of colors, then the national anthem. As the woman is singing the national anthem, she's going like, <laughs> you know, which everyone is just like, what is wrong with her? And then, like I said, every speaker. So then it's him, then a city councilman. Hey, Jose Huizar, you're handsome. And he goes like, okay, thank you, ma'am. And and, and I want to thank you for putting uh, the 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 lights at Roosevelt High School. And he goes, okay, thank you. Uh, Kamala Harris and Hilda Solis were running late. So then they just did the keynote speaker. Okay. So the keynote speaker gets up and he he opened he's like a colonel from the military. And uh he go he gets up to speak but he starts his speech by speaking in Spanish, like saying how he can't speak Spanish. And as he's speaking she was like, "Hey! You speak good Spanish." 
He's like, thank you. <laughs> and you're handsome too. <laughs> right? And so finally there's a guy who's running. He's just had enough. And he goes and has some words with her. Right? I don't know. He yeah. scolds her. Like, you got to shut up. Right? So she's actually pretty quiet during um, Hilda Solis gave a speech and Kamala I don't know, Harris. I don't know who Hilda Solis is. Now she's a local politician, but she was like the, the secretary of the labor or the transportation or something. Oh, under like Clinton yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, the so then so she's quiet during their speeches. Then uh, so they finish the whole ceremony, and then no, but at the very end they have a priest. They go now, Father John from uh, Resurrection Cemetery is going to say a few words. He's going to a closing prayer. He's like, dear Lord, may you look down on those who have given their lives for this country. Hey, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Father John, I love you. Oh, and he goes, thank you, Angelina. I love you, too. And he's like, oh, oh you knew her name? Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. And she okay. goes, uh, hey, Father John, I want to thank you because last week you buried my brother. And he served in Vietnam. And he would have really liked to have been here today. And I, I just love you for that. And I... Thank you for bearing him. You gave a beautiful ceremony. And he was like, you're welcome, Angelina. And then she just sat down. And I was like, oh, that was just like a weird yeah. turn. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and then I looked. It's like that weird scene where for a second, like Scar on in The Lion King, you're like, oh, he's nice. Yeah. He ha- he just has these feelings because he was rejected as a kid. But then. No. No, I just, nothing I else? Looked, no, I looked over and there was a solitary tear going on her cheek. Aww. So then, she's human. She is human. And do you then, think that the the way you t- you told the story, I wasn't there, so I can't say, but it feels like maybe she was drunk. Did she give I said off she a was drunk? drunk. By- oh, you did? Yeah, I said she she was clearly drunk. Oh, I didn't catch that part. Oh yeah yeah yeah, she was clearly drunk. Okay, that makes yeah. a little more sense. Yeah, and not that it like gives her permission to do that, but. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense. So what news stories do you have there in the Bay Area, Mike Lawson? Oh, my God, Joe. I got two of them. Listen to this. Um, oh, that's kind of boring. The first one I got is a Bernie Sanders event up here in Oakland was interrupted this weekend by animal rights activists. Okay. So that's one of the stories we could talk about. Mm-hmm. The other story is kind of a visual one, but I think we can make it work. Step inside the full house house, which looks way different on uh, the inside than it does on TV, and it's selling for $4.1 million. That's actually not a bad price, but well, and it's 1,000 square feet. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I th- oh, and there's I, no I, bathroom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go with the Full House one, actually. I want to okay. know what it looks like on the inside. Yeah, so click the link that's in Trello, just so okay. that you can kind of get the visual. But would you, oh, like to own, would you like to own your own de facto San Francisco tourist attraction? And <sighs> do you have $4.15 million just lying around? Because I know the police for you. It's 1709 Broderick Street. It was just this April that uh, we talked about i think 
I think we talked about it. I'm not sure. But just this April in the SFS, they talked about the so-called Full House House, a mm-hmm. home whose facade is featured in the sitcom, had ex- experienced an uptick in foot track traffic and selfie taking after the Netflix reboot. And today uh, there's word that the home is on the market, leading us to presume that the past owners were hounded out. So, oh, yeah. I could see it kind of being annoying. Trying to really think though. I mean, you see I, you know, in the pictures, they set up a gate. You people are knocking close. on the door looking for uh, Bob Saget. The people do crazy shit like that. And they think they're funny and original. So the content people like um knock on the door. And I, I don't think people taking pictures would bother them as much as it is people just bugging them. Yeah, I guess I can see how that would be annoying. <sighs> I'm trying to think. Wait, so scroll through the pictures. What do you yeah, think yeah. of the inside? It looks it's, nice. Yeah, it it's look, really nice. It doesn't look like a full house. It looks like really kind of fancy. Oh, yeah. It looks nothing like full house. But, I mean. It has a yard. Yeah, a pretty small yard, little yard, but it does have a yard. And it's 3,100 square feet. Okay. Multiple stories. It's nice. Yeah, it's a nice house. Um, I don't really have much else to say, though, Joe. I'm trying to think of this theme song, The Full House. The Milkman, the Paper Paperboy, yeah. Evening TV. But what came before that? Well, whatever happened to the... Disabilities? I don't know. I feel like I just sing that song and sing it incorrectly. Yeah, who knows? We're going to get a bunch of corrections on that. I think a bunch. It'll be one person. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, Mike Lawson, I don't have... I mean, the house looks cool. Yeah, check it out if you're interested online, but I... I think it's ridiculous that such a small place goes for that price. I feel like it's for what can you get? I wonder in I don't know Idaho for four point one million dollars. Oh, Idaho! <laughs> Idaho and two of its neighbors. <laughs> I was talking to a friend of the show who doesn't want his name mentioned on the show ever again, and he's looking for a new place, right? And on a teacher's salary? <laughs> nope, not on a teacher's salary. Oh, okay. He's not a teacher. It's somebody we know through podcasting. Oh, okay. And uh, and he lives in Arkansas. Oh, okay. And uh, he's looking for a new place. And he's and like, man, I just really want a new place. <laughs> yeah, I won't name him, but he was like, <laughs> he was like, gosh darn it, man. I... Everything is so expensive out here. I'm like, oh. He goes like, well, I go, where do you go like, well, this is what I want. Granite countertops. I want like four bedrooms and uh, like a big backyard, like a big backyard. And I like hardwood floors and I like vaulted ceilings and I want a washer and dryer set up. I'm like, okay. And he goes, they want like $1,400 for that out here a month. And I was like, oh, my God. Her fourteen hundred. I would, I would be living like a king out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a trade off. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is a trade off. I don't know why these California people think that their state is so much better. It's a trade off. What does that mean? <laughs> okay, you want some news stories, Mike Lawson? Yeah. You got any? I'm gonna give you three because there's one a holdover from last week, but maybe you might not like the other two. Uh, so l- the holdover is Abby employee gets attacked. 
Two men drinking beers and chilling by a grave shot in cemetery. Okay. Or UCSB student naked from the waist down allegedly assaults pastor. Uh, you give me so many good ones. I'm going to go with the drinking and chilling. Okay, here we go. Uh, let me see here. Two men drinking beers and chilling by a grave shot in cemetery. Two men, okay, two men who were drinking beer by a grave were shot during an altercation in a Santa Ana cemetery on Sunday. The victims were hanging out drinking beers at a gravesite in Fairhaven Memorial Park around 12.30 p.m. when a gray SUV pulled up. According to Santa Ana police, the people inside the SUV started yelling. KTLA reports that a fistfight ensued for an unknown reason. Then shots were fired from the crew who arrived in the SUV, hitting the two men, who the LA Times reports are in their 20s. They are in moderate condition at a nearby hospital. Juan Gonzalez, who was visiting the graves of family members with his baby girl, told the OC register that he saw a fight break out. Who cares about that? Yeah, so that's the whole story. I thought they died for some reason. I didn't really read the whole story, mm-hmm. but I thought that they died. And I'm like, if if they die, does that do they just like? Well, obviously, take the isn't that silly though to take the bodies out of the cemetery and then bring them <laughs> back to the cemetery? Stupid. But there's also a picture which you didn't get to of a corona, <laughs> and also a forty of some sort. It doesn't say what was in the forty a forty mm-hmm. ounce. Contained in the, this is from the article, I'm quoting, traditional black plastic bag wrapping. Is that a tradition, really? Yeah, what tradition is that? Well, it it is a holdover from like those, you're a drunk, so we're going to wrap the beer in that black plastic bag. Yeah. Well, I think that has something to do with like public drinking. So if it's in a bag, you're like, oh, I'm just transporting it. But if you have it out and you're drinking it, then you're actually oh, drinking it. Oh, I thought it. Oh, I always thought it's just that, that people. You so said people didn't know that you were. It was a day. The days when it was shameful to buy alcohol. Oh no, it's uh, it has a lot to do with the law. So like people, you know, like the stupid um, paper bags that that are the size of a forty can. They just yeah. make those basically so that you can drink in public. Oh, but let me ask you this question. So, what are they going to – now they, they're not giving out free bags anymore. Are they going to force you to pay the 10 cents for the bag or whatever? Yeah, I don't know. I do know – There, I don't understand the law exactly with bags up here. But, like, certain places just give them because they can. Other places are required to sell it to you by the law. I don't know the exact law. I think so that I they wonder, can, I think they can technically give it to you. No, well there's certain places that can't appear. They have to you have to buy a bag or you can't have a bag. But like they that, can't eat the cost? No, that's part of the law is that the uh, cost has to be transferred. Yeah. Hmm. Um Yeah, so cool story. Well, what do you got going on next week, Mike Lawson? Hey, like, I, I, right now I'm a big Such fan of the shorter shows. I'm not going to lie. The clusterfuck of an episode. Um, well, hopefully we'll edit out a lot of the clusterfuck. But um, next week I am going to go see friend of the show, Taylor, and yes. his um, partner. Uh-huh. I, don't know, I don't know what they call each other. Fiance? Because they are engaged to get married. Yeah. I don't know if they call each Betrothed. other. Betrothed? 
Um, Bubaloo. Yes. Oh, well. So you have tickets to the fights. The fights? What do you mean? <laughs> of them, so you're going to go see two old gay men bickering. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually going to speak at a conference in um, Tampa, which mm-hmm. is ne- near them. And so I'm going to see them, which is exciting. Well, uh, for people who don't, you should, first of all, everyone should go listen to Taylor's show, Pod is My Co Pilot. Mm-hmm. Very good show, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone knows this. Everyone knows this. Yeah. Now, granted, they're not nominated for a podcasting award. Right. But uh, but they're a good show nonetheless. Yeah. And uh, But he has a co host named Taffy Carlisle Huffington. Will she be joining? I don't think so, no. Um, um, I just have been talking to him about him and his fiance coming. But Yeah. So no plan to see her, but. And anyone who's going to be in the Tampa area, are they are they welcome to see you? Well, I mean, we're probably going to hang out Saturday night. If anyone in the Tampa area wants to hang out, let me know. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, what else do you have going on next week? That's it? That's your that's big it. plan for that's the week? That's it, yeah. And then the following week I'm going to New Orleans, so I kind of have a lot of preparation to do before we get there. Uh, this week, Mike Lawson, I am uh, – I, I work, and then uh, boyfriend um, and I are going to see. Uh, they do a, a series. I think I've talked about it before. Called Last Remaining Seats, where they open up the old movie palaces for one night only uh, throughout the month of June, There's, and every movie palace gets its own night. And um, this Saturday, uh, my boyfriend and I are going to do a screening of Top Gun at the Los Angeles oh, Theater. Cool, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Does he know anything about Top Gun? <laughs> I don't know. It's a good question. Because I feel like it's a it's a it's a hair too early for me, mm-hmm. but it's close enough that I like understood culturally what was happening. So I understand yeah. a lot of the references because they were made so often. I don't know much about the movie though. I haven't seen it in years. It'll yeah. be like watching a new movie. Totally, and I feel like he's going to be in that boat too, if he's seen it at all. Yeah. And uh, Jerry Bruckheimer is introducing the movie. That's kind of fun things that happen here in the City of Angels. And so it should be a good time. Cool. And that's my week. Sounds exciting. I wish I had more of an exciting week. I'm going to work hard on, like, writing stuff down as it happens so that I can tell better stories. Well, look, sometimes we – it's better – I'd rather we do a show every week and keep it shorter. Look, also because I edit it, I have no idea why – a 40-minute show is so much easier to edit than an hour and 10-minute show. Mm. I don't know why. Um, all right, Mike Lawson. Well, it was cool. nice catching up with you. Nice catching up with you, Joe. Oh, go to hell. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. I mean... Use action to defeat worry and fear. Do something to change what can be changed, and you'll no longer be afraid.